Unconsistently consistent. We should probably start. We should probably start. Yes. You know who needs therapy? The three actors from this movie. You know who else needs therapy? Me from watching this movie. It's trash. <gasps> trash? So- I I liked it. I did not like it. Okay, okay. We gotta start. We gotta do the intro. Yeah, we gotta get hello, welcome. What? Hold on. I talked over you then, but I was saying I did the intro last time. I was trying to tell you to do the intro. Yeah. See, unlike you, I remember who actually do the intro. So I thought you were who actually do. Yes. Who actually do. Who actually don't do the intro. Who actually don't do the Me ask me something. Hello and welcome to Inconsistently Consistent Podcast where we explain things to children. My name is Brandon. (laughs) That's our new brand. We explain things to children. Yeah, Rachel and I, I'm Melanie, by the way, uh, we've been talking about rebranding, you know, you know, making a new logo, but Rachel says now we're just marketing to children. Yeah, no, we're That's just going to explain things to children. We're not marketing to, to children. Yeah, if we're explaining things to children, Rachel, the children are listening to our fucking podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. Talk, I meant to talk, say talk, it talk, 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 a lot. I meant to say we're explaining things to fucking adults like they're fucking children. Ah, now I hear you. Yes, that is our new branding. We're going to answer your burning questions and we're going to explain them to you like you are a fucking child. (laughs) It's actually a great idea. And not to be putting off anybody. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> we'll not get annoying at all. <laughs> no, definitely not. But all jokes aside, this episode is a movie watch, and we watched The Blair Witch Project from 1999 because neither of us had seen it. And it's spooky season. It's spooky season. Yes. Wow. So to start off, we should recap what the movie was about. Well, first, what we're going to do is do what we do with all movie watches so this movie has a 6.5 out of 10 on really a 6.5 out of 10 that seems way too high <laughs> and very low and 86 percent on rotten tomatoes uh agree with the rotten tomatoes don't agree with the 6.5 out of 10 and there's an 81 percent on metacritic never heard of metacritic before i don't know what that fuck that is no me neither but they have 81 percent on metacritic so, found video footage tells the tales of three film students, Heather Donahue, Joshua Leonard, and Michael C. Williams, who travel to a small town to collect documentary footage about the Blair Witch, a legendary local murderer. Over the course of several days, the students interview townspeople and gather clues to support the tale's veracity, but the project takes a frightening turn when the students lose their way in the woods and begin hearing horrific noises. 
Yes. And I'll give you a different recap. Three white people decide, let's go to a hike where a serial killer be murdering people because that sounds real smart. And then they don't make it out. Surprise, surprise. Spoiler alert. They all die, question mark? Uh, it was marketed as recovered footage after three people died. Okay? That's the whole marketing campaign. Yes, because so, I think people actually believed it and they were trying to reach out to like the actor's family members to be like, oh my God, are you okay? That is why I loved this. Okay? Not just because of the movie, but because of the whole thing. Okay? The whole thing as a whole, everything about it, even though, you know, what they did to the actress on set was kind of horrific. I like learning about this. It was just like really cool. Mm-hmm. Fucked up, but but really cool. Yes, which says mm-hmm. a lot about us that we think this is cool, but it's fucked up. <laughs> I like fucked up shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, read Melanie's book. You'll find out how much she likes fucked up shit. <laughs> yes, maybe the Blair Witch Project 1999 will inspire me to write some weird fucked up shit. Okay, maybe I'll do do that now. Maybe. Maybe. Fun fact, you've inspired my dad to write a thriller novel, so there's that. Did he read it? He's going to, but he's been, like, ever since we've been talking about everything, and he's like, man, I need to write a book. Melanie's inspired me. I'm going to write a book now. Oh. Well, let me know if, when he reads it. I'm always really excited when people read it. I shall. And I'm going to read it. I was walking down the road the other night, um, like, two nights ago, walking my dog, and... Uh, we were walking, and it was like, it wasn't that late. It was just after, like, sundown. And mm-hmm. Eli gets, like, really protective. Eli's my, like, gigantic German shepherd, for those listening. And he's, like, a big baby who won't do anything, but he, think, he like, pretends he knows, like, he mm-hmm. could take, take on shit, right? Yeah. So, like, he gets, like, defensive when he sees men after dark. Mm-hmm. He thinks he's going to be like, I'm big scary, I'll go scare the men off. And, like, so we're walking down the road, and my neighbor gets out of his car. He just, like, pulled into this driveway. And he's, like, big six-foot-tall man, bald head, like, beefy kind of guy. And he's, like, hey! And Eli's, like, looking all, like, big scary. I was, like, Eli, like, chill, chill, it's okay. And he's, like, trying to be all, like, tough. And I'm, like, don't freak out. Don't embarrass me in front of the neighbor. Mm -hmm. Don't freak out. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, their neighbor is, like, Hey, your book is really good. Oh yeah. I was like, oh my god, thank you. <laughs> but it was like really good, and I was like, really cool. And I was like, Eli, don't freak out, don't embarrass me, don't embarrass me. This is really cool. This is a really cool direction. Don't embarrass me. Yes, Eli, just don't embarrass me. Eli, Eli, keep your shit together. <laughs> yeah, he's friend, not food. He is friend, not food. <laughs> He is friends, not cool. You hear that? Hexa, Hexa's being extra needy this evening for whatever reason. So I may do the whole episode with her, hold, held her, holding her like a baby. I have to borrow mine out of the room when I do when I do the episode. No one will stay in the room with me. I have to close the door so I the sound is okay, mm-hmm. and they like bang on the door to get out. If I keep them in the room, any of them, the cats or the dog, 
and if I if I leave them outside the room, then the best like the worst it gets is Spinelli will reach her paw under the door and start like playing with the bottom of the door. <laughs> anyway, so the podcast is not about our pets and their weird habits. <laughs> so, about- potentially for another episode, maybe. Yeah, we're talking about the Blair Witch. Um I didn't like it. <laughs> You're so picky. It just I don't know. I I didn't like it for whatever reason. Like mm-hmm. it finished, and I was kind of like, well, that was a waste of an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just a. I, an hour and 21 minutes, actually. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. I did. Right? Like I was a little bored in the beginning. Like the first mm-hmm. bit where they were just interviewing people. And it's just like, because I don't like documentaries, mm-hmm. really. They bore me. They're just interviewing people. Nothing's just, I just, it doesn't catch my attention, documentaries. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like, like, not, it's not even a documentary, but when they make movies that are based on real life events and they're actually the story stuff. Mm-hmm. like played by actors and it's actually like a, an actual movie mm-hmm. that stuff I can watch when they're based on true events but documentaries bore me I don't like that style I don't like watching interviews mm-hmm. so that stuff like I wasn't really invested in it until they got into the woods mm-hmm. and they started actually going on the adventure part and then even so, I didn't really get uh, really interested until they started, like, when they lost the map mm-hmm. and they started getting, like, fighting with each other and stuff like this. And that's when it started to pick up. But that was probably, like, half an hour, 40 minutes in. So it was halfway-ish. Yeah. Before I was really, like, actually enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So if we weren't watching it for this, I probably would have turned it off by then. Yeah, I probably would have turned it off as well. (laughs) I probably would have quit before I got to that part. Mm -hmm. Because I I don't like to stick with stuff like ADHD or anything, but like I don't have a huge attention span or I I also have commitment issues. So I'm just not going to stick with it. Mm -hmm. But... I lo- I'm glad I stuck with it because, like, the end scene is iconic. It's been used in a whole bunch of different games and everything since then. Like, that end cut scene. Mm-hmm. Right? And I I did actually like it once it started to pick up there at the end. And you could see, like, the actors basically lose their minds. <laughs> Especially knowing what was actually going on on set and everything. Mm-hmm. So that's more what I liked about it was knowing the actual behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's more what I'd like to talk about. The behind the scenes stuff? Yeah, what was actually know. going on, on set and stuff. Yeah, I don't know any of the behind the scenes stuff. I mean, I do have some notes about just the movie in general. Yeah, and let's talk about that first and then we'll go into other stuff. Yeah, then we'll go into, like, the behind-the-scenes thing. So. Mm-hmm. 
one of the things that um I thought was funny or kind of when they were talking about, you know, kids were a lot of kids died in like they're like the nineteen forties, but none of the people really had anything that couldn't interest anything interesting going around in the nineteen forties and I wrote in my notes, Oh, nothing strange. Oh, there was a fucking war going on, guys. <laughs> I didn't even realize they were talking about 1940s. In case you were, re- in case you forgot, because I know America didn't enter the Second World War right away, but like there was a fucking war going on in the 1940s. Yeah, at least for like the first four years. I know you guys didn't enter till 1942, but like, come on, for the first like three years, there was a war. Uh, so three years, you guys were doing something, weren't you? Yeah, you guys were probably watching the news and stuff, and <laughs> come on, there's a fucking war. <laughs> also, the woman, the crazy lady, that her name was Mary Brown. Mary Browns, yeah. <laughs> All I could think about was chicken and taters. <laughs> yeah. Is Mary Browns a thing in the U.S.? I don't think it is. <laughs> well... Okay, so for the U.S. listeners, Mary Brown's is a, uh, like, a fried chicken uh, fast food restaurant, like, KFC style, mm-hmm. in Canada. I don't know. Is it just Atlantic Canada? Yes. Okay. I th- yeah, I think it's just Atlantic Canada. But it's really, really popular in Atlantic Canada. Yeah. For fried chicken and taters. Mm-hmm. And so we hear Mary Brown and Mary Brown's house and we're just like, oh, she's got the fried chicken and taters. Yeah. That's what I thought. I was like, man, I would go, I could go for some chicken and taters right now. Oh, yeah. Cause you know, the, the Blair Witch, that's what she was doing. She was just coming over and be like, hey, you got some chicken? Exactly. Mary, where's your chicken at? Do you have chicken and taters? No. Well then screw you. I don't want to be a friend anymore. And also, what was she talking about? She was like, oh, there's all this horse hair all over her arms and body. Also, what the hell is horse hair? And how would you recognize it? Mary has a really special relationship with horses. (laughs) In those interviews, I was like, Heather's putting words in people's mouth. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, I was like, Heather, you need to calm down. You're like Zach Bagginsing this all up over this. Yeah. Certain th- certain points, she was giving me very Zach Baggin-y vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Baggins, please don't come for us. <laughs> Zach Baggins doesn't listen to this podcast. What am I saying? <laughs> and I love Ghost Adventures. <laughs> I just, she was very much like, I kind of get the point. I think it was Mike when he was getting he's getting cranky at her that she was always recording stuff and I was like yeah I can kind of see how that would be like you guys are lost in the woods because okay I know we're kind of jumping all over the place but what the hell happened with the map I didn't really catch that okay so what happened with the map is and I watched this with subtitles because it was hard to for me to like hear what the fuck was going on so I think that might have helped mm-hmm um, so Heather always had the map and she always had the map in her back pocket somewhere or like the back of her jeans or something. Yeah. 
And apparently she was the only one that could read the map. Because Mike liked to pretend he could try to read the map, but not know what the fuck he was at. And then Josh just didn't even bother trying to pretend he could read it. Mm -hmm. So he was, like, honest about it, at least. And then Heather said she knew what she was at, Mm -hmm. but but got them lost a couple times. So Heather had the map all the time, and then they wake up one morning, and Heather's like, I don't have the map. And it had been one night where they'd been... I think it was the first night that they had overnight they'd heard they'd woken up and heard all those like children's voices outside and like they'd gotten up and like filmed because there had been like children's voices outside like sounded like people were running around outside the tent like Mm -hmm. that and like throwing things and stuff but they they didn't catch anything on camera just the sounds and they'd been really freaked out but Heather didn't have the map and they got into a big fight about who had the map and who lost the map and they couldn't figure it out and they went on and they were like for a while like walked and then eventually like a few minutes later in the movie mike admitted that he kicked the map into the river or into some type of body of water i can't remember what he said okay to get rid of it because heather didn't know how to read it anyway he said it was useless or something like that to that effect, right? Mm-hmm. And then Josh and Heather started freaking out and screaming at him, and it looked like Josh was going to beat the shit out of him. Yeah, like yes. grabbed him and like shook him and stuff, right? Okay, so that okay, I like I said, maybe I should have watched it with subtitles because one minute they were just walking and like I heard Mike say something, and then couldn't really hear anything because Heather was screaming directly into the microphone. Yep. So literally all I could hear was just <laughs> And what I looked up actually was the filmmakers, they made sure that the camera quality and the audio quality wasn't very good to go along with the fact that this was supposed to be a found footage movie. Mm-hmm. Like authentic. So actually, and I'm, I'm skipping a little head here because what they did is a year before the movie was going to be released... Mm-hmm. They made a website about the Blair Witch myth. Mm-hmm. Like it was real. Right? And made a website about this Blair Witch project, film project that was going to be put out mm-hmm. about these three people had gone into the woods and they tried to make this movie and they'd gone missing. Mm-hmm. So they made a website about this. So it had gone, like, started being talked about on forums that these people had actually gone missing and tried to make this movie and that this this um thing this legend existed mm-hmm. so it was already starting to be talked about and then by the time the movie actually came out it had some buzz that there was like a history that this shit was real mm-hmm. right and they marketed this as oh we just edited together the tapes we found because no one found the bodies but we found the tapes Mm-hmm. like we found the camera equipment so they edited it without any like soundtrack or extra audio and they made sure that the the mics and everything weren't that good so they mm-hmm. didn't like record it with any extra that they uh recorded it on cameras that weren't like super high quality and they also made sure the crew was, like, farther away 
like they gave the actors GPSs mm -hmm. so that they could make sure that the actors were safe, but also keep the crews farther away from them so that they were actually doing things properly and get the actors actually filming themselves. Mm -hmm. Right? So it was poor quality in terms of like audio and stuff, but like mm -hmm. made to be authentic because they had this plan to actually market it as no guys, it's it's legit. <laughs> yeah. To scare the fuck out of everybody. I mean, I didn't find it scary. I don't know, maybe at the time when it came out it was scary. Oh, it it was scary enough people people thought it was real and people were contacting the parents of like they contacted Heather's mom to like apologize and like see if she was okay and stuff and like be like I'm so sorry what happened to your daughter and all this, right? And people like threw up in the theater, like, not in the theater, like, I don't know how they said that, but, like, there's articles talking about people got sick, like, motion sick because of watching the found footage. Mm -hmm. In the, like, having watched it in the theater, we're, like, having to go get sick because of it, right? Mm -hmm. So, it was, like, the absolute first thing of it, the first thing of its kind, first thing in its time... So it was iconic and it was made for 60 grand and grossed over 248 million. Mm -hmm. Right? Which is insane. Yeah, that is crazy, Jesus. Yeah. And then sparked like a, a whole genre of mm -hmm. found footage shit. Like we wouldn't have paranormal activity or like the Cloverfield shit and that stuff. Mm -hmm. I was trying to think what other found footage, but I guess, yeah, Paranormal Activity is kind of a found footage type thing. Yeah, found Paranormal Activity is probably the only thing that went differently than the found footage that kind of copied uh, Blair Witch, because everything mm -hmm. else was, like, handheld moving around, and then, like, uh, paranormal activity was like, oh, we'll use security cameras. Yeah. That are stationary, right? Mm -hmm. But it sparked a whole genre. Like a whole subgenre of horror. Yeah. But, yeah, that's my little tangent that I took us on. That's alright. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I think it's so cool. Even if it's, it like, it doesn't really stand up in terms of like being really scary like i wasn't that scared i wasn't scared but, like, <laughs> like the last maybe like five minutes of it were the only part that was a little bit scary to me and even that wasn't really like it wasn't like super scary it was just the only part that was like "Ooh, I'm, this is creepy right yeah in the house portion i mean maybe this is just because I'm like I didn't find that even that last section I didn't find any of that creepy or even nerve-wracking I was like oh no they're in a house they're not supposed to be in I think it's no. more like for me it's more like you're in like Heather's POV and you're watching Mike and you're like no don't go down the stairs don't go down the stairs god damn it Mike come back <laughs> 
<laughs> right? So it's that like fear of like out of control part. Mm -hmm. Right? That's more where the fear comes from. Because it's like, no, don't do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, I have that note. Sure, go into the random house. That's safe. Um, I thought that the, like, the bickering and the banter between the characters was actually half decent. Like, yeah, I thought they yeah. had pretty good chemistry. And I thought the character of Heather, like, even though I don't think she was that good an actress. No, she was a terrible actress. But I think it kind of fit with that character. Mm -hmm. Because she's kind of, it seemed to be, like, supposed to be, like, the know-it-all, um kind of annoying director of the project type of character mm -hmm. where they were like this is taking over doing everything and like you're supposed to be kind of annoyed by them mm -hmm. and then like it so it kind of worked in a way but the other other guys i liked i thought they were better mm-hmm um, I wrote a note, take a shot every time Heather says, I know where we're going. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's accurate. It gave me a lot of like vlog vibes. Yeah. I would describe it where it was like, hey guys, I'm here with my friends. We're going to go. I'm just making fun of us now too. We're going to go ghost hunting in the woods today. Yeah. Well, I mean, were there any vlogs before Blair Witch? No, because no. YouTube wasn't a thing. No, I don't think there was really anything. So, I mean, did Blair Witch, uh, you know, inspire vlogging? Who knows? Mm. Hot take, hot take. Hot take, very hot take. Also, I, I have a lot of time in here. Don't touch the rocks. Don't touch the sticks. Yeah. Just don't touch the things that people are putting there. Like, they're obviously there for a reason, don't touch them. And I think when they were at Coffin Rock, they were touching stuff too. Yeah. It, well, the first thing, like, Mike accidentally hits something. Mm -hmm. And then Heather's like, no, don't touch it. And she goes back and fixes it. And then, like, gives a little kiss. <laughs> but you should have just left it. He knocked yeah, it. And been like, oh, well, if Mike dies, it's his fault. <laughs> Yeah, she should have left it because Mike knocked it over. So then Mike could have had all the bad things happen to him. And she had to go and fix it because she was like, no, I must fix. And I was like, girl, no, just leave it. Then what was, what happened? Why would Josh be fucked? I don't know. What did Josh do? Josh was just there being the, trying to be the peacekeeper. Like, hey guys, let's just be good until, you know. Mike got rid of the map, and then all hands, all of the cuffs came off. <laughs> and he was like, nope, I'm fucking you up. He's like, I'm, maybe the thing didn't like the fact that he was gonna fight. Mm -hmm. It was like, no fighting in my woods. <laughs> like, listen, I have marked him already. You are not fighting him, so you need to die. Oh, question about the lore. Mm-hmm. So, they're talking about the Blair Witch. And so, to me, a witch is a woman. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's in my head. But then they're talking about this thing covered in, like, a woman covered in horse hair. And then I'm like, okay, okay, um, whatever. And then they're like, oh, yeah, Mary, Mary Brown, total lunatic. But then they're talking about a Mr. Parr, 
who owns a house where where seven bodies of missing kids were found and they they said that the kids had been killed and they would make that they said it well, he was a serial killer mm-hmm. and when he killed the kids he would make them stand in the corner facing the wall while he killed the other kids so they didn't see what he was doing mm-hmm. and that was the whole point of the last scene where um mike stands in the wall face in the corner when heather goes down mm-hmm. right but how did the Mr. Parr thing re- relate to the Blair Witch? I don't know. I think that was my other issue with it is there was, you know, because when they were talking about the original, the Blair Witch, and I was like, okay, I can get on board with that. And then they were talking about this Harry thing, Mary Brown was. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah, then they talked about the serial killer, and I was like, wait a minute. It's like, how is this related to the thing that they're going to investigate the witch? Yeah. They say it's a, I'm just like Googling it now. Locals tell them of Rustin Parr, a hermit who lived in the woods, kidnapped seven children in the 1940s. He supposedly killed them all in his basement, murdering them in pairs while having one stand in a corner. So it was pairs. Okay. So... That makes sense for the whole Heather and Mike thing, right? He, if it was, like, the spirit or some type of, you know, some type of spirit or entity of Mr. Parr that was killing, like, attacking them in the woods, mm-hmm. and that's what the Blair Witch is, let's say, then it would have had to get rid of Josh to go after Heather and Mike, right? Because mm-hmm. it was going in pairs, right? It wouldn't have liked a threesome, you know? It only likes duos. It does. It only likes couples. Yeah. Three's not... Three's a crowd, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really understand. So unless maybe... Because the Blair Witch they talked about back in the 1800s, this woman. Mm-hmm. And then they got on to this guy who was a serial killer. So, like, I don't know if maybe... Then they were also talking about something at some point that happened at Coffin Rock where these people were basically like human centipede. Hold on. Human centipede? Well, that's how I said it, but they were all tied together. They had like their hands was tied to one guy's feet and and it was done like that. And then they were posed a certain way. So I was like, oh, so they were like human centipede, but not face to ass. Uh, okay, I didn't get the Coffin Rock thing. Yeah, I made a note about that. I missed that part. Yeah, because she was telling, at one point, Heather's, like, reading off this book or something. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they found these group of people, and they were tied. One had his hands tied to the guy's feet, and then his hands were tied to another guy's feet. So I was like, oh, it's like human centipede, but not ass to mouth. And they were posed a certain way. Yeah. And I was like, how does this relate to they're going to research the legend of a witch who lives in the woods? Yeah. Like, can you just pick, like, one creepy thing and (laughs) deal with that? 
Okay. I've got an article here who's it's going to answer all of our questions. Okay. It's it's called um who was the real killer in the Blair Witch project. Okay. So it's got all the theories. Okay. Right? So here's the most obvious theory, the Blair Witch herself, right? Mm -hmm. Actually named Ellie Kedward. Okay. She was accused of witchcraft in 1785. Mm -hmm. Several local children reported that she had performed witchcraft on them. Mm -hmm. Ellie was then banished from town, which was called Blair at the time, kicked off the plot of the found footage horror film, kicking off the plot of the found footage horror film. That's a different sentence. Yeah, that's a different sentence altogether. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, if I read it properly, it's completely different. Yes. Who knew? Ellie was officially presumed to have died because of the elements when she was banished to the Black Forest in the middle of winter. In actuality, Ellie was dragged out of town before being hung up on a tree with heavy rocks tied to her limbs. Ooh, slowly stretching her out. Oh. By the next year, every single one of Ellie's accusers, along with half of the town's children, had all vanished. Okay. The town's the townspeople, afraid that the Blair Witch had put a curse on them, vowed never to say her actual name again, and eventually left the town, which was renamed Burkittsville, years later when people began to return. So, that's the obvious theory, the obvious answer to who the killer is, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. They said the title is like tricks the audience into believing that's the true story of who kills the characters. Mm -hmm. um, uh, several of the townspeople in Burkittsville still believed in the curse of the Blair Witch, and they tell that story like in the in the interviews in the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, da, 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 most evident suspect. Okay. Time and location begin to make no sense in the in the movie as they as they're trekking through the woods. Mm -hmm. As they follow Mike's compass in one direction. Oh, that's not even true because it's Heather's compass. Yeah, it's Heather's. Heather's. Thank you very much. I'll correct you on that. Uh, in one direction, only to come across the same stream they had already been to. They begin finding dolls, which are also an impor important plot point in 2016's Blair Witch. So that sequel they made. Okay. Um, yeah. So the dolls they made this, that are made of sticks and what are meant to be grave markers outside of their tent one morning with no ex explanation as how they got there. Oh, like the, those piles of rocks. Yeah. Remember there were three piles of rocks outside their tent? Yes. Yeah. There's, they're meant to be grave markers. Oh. They're grave markers. I assumed it was some ritual of some sort with the pile of rocks. I, I assumed that or like a threat, but I guess it was a threat. And it was like, ha ha, this is going to be your grave, bitch. I'm going to beat you with this pile of rocks in your slip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bury you under it. Yeah. Okay, so the students fear they have come under the curse of the Blair Witch, and Heather makes an apology tape. Yeah, she, so she makes that apology tape that she's just saying, I'm so sorry to all of their moms. But not, not their dads. She's not sorry to them. No, she's like, fuck your dads. Isn't it awkward when she's like, I love you, mom. 
and dad. Yeah. And I'm like, you said sorry to all their moms. You didn't apologize to their dads. And, like, then you're, like, saying, oh, I'm, I love you, mom. And then you're like, oh, right, I have a dad as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the, another theory of who the killer could be is one of the previous victims. So the uh, da, 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 da. so another theory is okay. It could be a revenge-seeking victim who pre- who previously died in the woods. Okay. Uh, so initially, we're led to believe that's a vengeful spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we assume it's the witch. But it's been reevaluated in recent years. The film has. Uh, some viewers think the vengeful spirit or spirits attacking the filmmakers could have been someone else who, like Ellie, aka the Blair Witch, had been murdered in the Black Forest. Mm-hmm. Legend. It's up for debate who the spirit could be, but between the townspeople and children who vanished, the kids kidnapped and murdered by the serial killer Rustin Parr, and the five men killed and sliced open on Coffin Rock, there is no shortage of potential ghostly sub- suspects, hmm. although it is still likely that the witch was indirectly responsible because she was the one who killed these victims to begin with. Other theories in this list even suggest the victims of Rust and Parr were only killed because Parr was under the influence of the Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That would so, make more sense yeah. if he was under it, he got cursed or whatever happened, she took over his body or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Now... If you remember one of the nights, they were um, hearing children's voices, mm-hmm. like, out, like, outside their tent, they were hearing kids' voices. Yes. And there's yes. also bloodied kids' handprints in the, um, in the house mm-hmm. at the end of the movie. So, it could be that, or that could just be, like, a taunt. Mm-hmm. from the actual killer. Um, so another theory is it's actually the serial killer Rustin Parr who who did confess to killing those seven boys. Mm-hmm. Um, he explained that he kidnapped them in pairs, forced one to stand in the corner while he killed the other. Uh final moments of the film mike stands in the corner after he had gone down there and you hear him like scream or something or mm-hmm. i don't know did he scream but no, there was no heather screaming wasn't it yeah heather was freaking the fuck out yeah heather needed to chill yeah like heather was just like i think she was paid per scream at that point like hey. did she work on commission they were like as many times as you scream we will pay you twenty dollars Mm-hmm. But and that doesn't make any sense. He killed seven boys. He killed them in pairs. Seven is an odd number. Yeah. You're fucking right. Did one get away? Maybe. Because why would he why would he kill one by itself if his motive was to kill them in pairs? See, Rachel. This is why you're a genius. I try. Mm-hmm. God love you. But I was just thinking about that. You said, yeah, he killed some pairs. And I was like, hang him on. Seven. Seven's an odd number. How would you kill seven people in pairs? Because that doesn't make any sense to me. 
Yeah. Six, yes. Eight. Yes. Seven. No. Yeah. And so maybe, maybe that's parallel to what happens with Josh. Right? Because uh, there's an odd number in their threesome. Mm -hmm. And then he has, like, if it is him, then he has to cut it down to two to reenact the one in the corner and then kill one in the middle, right? But then that's not, he's not sticking to his M.O. But we don't know what the M.O. is if, if he was killing them in pairs, but he had seven victims. Obviously, one of those wasn't a pair. Mm -hmm. Right? So if he kills Josh to make sure there's a pair at the end, then w what if he he did that? Like the same way he did one of those seven, right? But how do we know maybe the seventh one was a boy by himself? Maybe it wasn't a threesome. Which yeah, I'm sure none it. of these were threesomes because they were all little boys. Listen, if he's kidnapping <laughs> little boys, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. So, I don't know. Okay, I'm just keep reading this. Okay. Um, okay, okay, okay. Okay. In the final moments of the film, Mike is standing and facing the corner as Heather screams, trying to get his attention. Heather then drops her camera on the floor and is killed off screen as Mike continues to face the corner. This is the same way Parr would kill his victims. Farther aiding this theory is that Rustin Parr's spirit who attacks the students is that... Okay, whatever. Further evidence is that they were in the house in the final act of the film, which is where all the other kids were killed. Mm -hmm. um, the house they were in, they were led to belong to Rustin Parr. It's far too modern to have belonged to the witch. Um, she lived in the town itself, not in the woods area. Right? The witch did, right? She had been banished to the forest, right? But not in the forest. That was her actual location. So this house was in the forest area. Mm -hmm. And the Rustin Parr was a hermit and lived in the forest in this house. Mm -hmm. um, the house is covered in bloody children's hands, handprints, which are much more likely the handprints of Parr's victims as they tried to escape. If it was Parr who led the college kids to the house in the woods, it makes a lot of sense that he would kill them in the same manner that he killed his other victims, luring them to the house in the pairs and killing them first as he forced the second to stay in the corner without looking at him. Now, Josh, one of the more shocking and controversial yet completely sensical 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 word is that a word that's not a word i don't know hang on let me google yeah you google that how's it spelled s-e-n-s-i-c-a-l like musical but with sense sensical is a word oh just means that makes sense showing internal logic rational sensible it's from the late 18th century hmm so, like the witch herself. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Controversial theory here. Mm -hmm. Josh is responsible for the murder of his two classmates. Maybe because he's pissed the fuck off. Okay. Josh goes missing while the other two are left wandering the woods. They still continue to experience frights similar to those created later on by 
stop marketing other found footage movies, fucker. <laughs> Fucking thing. Okay. Okay. They experience more fright. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unseen force continues following them through the woods. Josh screams lead Heather and Mike to Rustin Parr's house in the middle of the forest. But where Josh screams really cries for help. Some viewers speculate that Josh is leading them there on purpose in order to kill them. However, Josh's equipment and supplies are the very first to be targeted while the three are lost in the woods when their camp is destroyed. Josh's stuff is covered, is found to be covered in slime. Yeah, that's weird. The slime <laughs> thing was weird. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> After another night of terror, Heather and Mike awaken to find that Josh is missing. Later, Heather and Mike find another doll, which is wrapped in a piece of Josh's shirt and contains teeth, part of a tongue, and Josh's hair. All of this makes it seem logical that he's behind the murders in the highly profitable horror flick. Come on, stop saying shit like that. But in actuality, the same facts that seem to disprove the theory that Josh is responsible also make it more viable. So I'm having a fucking stroke over here. Apparently you are, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The theory that Josh killed both Mike and Heather really rests on the Blair Witch. Hmm. 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 We'll see. Okay. The way Heather's killed while Mike stands in the corner led some to believe not that Rustin Parr kills the trio after he leads them to his house, but that it was the Blair Witch who took control over Mr. Parr to begin with. And she does so again using Josh. Hmm. Interesting. I like this theory. I kind of like that one. Yes. It's interesting. Because, okay, logistically, I'm just thinking if... Parr was a serial killer in the 40s. He was probably at least between 20 and 40. Mm-hmm. This is film. Like average age of serial killers. Yeah, that's usually where. Also yeah. white male. Often. White male. But I just, it, it's like late 1990s is when this is mm-hmm. marketed to come out. Yep. So that would put him, that's about 40 years, 50 years. 50 years. If he's in his 40s, hypothetically, he would be 90. I mean, I don't think he's going to be, especially if he's a hermit, he doesn't have very good hygiene and stuff. He's probably not going to be killing. No, I think what they meant was the spirit of him. Oh, maybe. That would make more sense. Yeah. That's what I took it as because he's probably dead. Right? Like, he he went to jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he probably is dead by this time. Okay, but then this becomes, uh, people would argue, can a spirit really hurt people? This is some arguments that people would make. Well, the witch was, was alive 1780s. So you really think she's still alive killing people? I mean, she's a witch, so probably. Yeah, well, she's probably a, a witch spirit, right? Mm-hmm. So, again, we go come to that argument of can spirits do damage i think it's different though because there are certain types of spirits that can and have done harm poltergeist are ones that can actually do harm yeah so if it's just a general spirit most of the time those don't really do anything so that would we would have to assume that par is a poltergeist yeah and who's more likely to become a poltergeist but a serial killer yeah probably Mm mm-hmm but I do like this theory because Josh is the wild card. 
right? Yeah. What happened to Josh is not answered. Yeah. Josh goes off screen in that, like, shortly after the middle of the movie, we hear him scream a few times, whether that's Josh or not, or something yeah. mimicking his voice. And then we never hear from him again, except that they get that bundle of sticks with like what looks like strips of Josh's shirt, which she never comments on. Okay. That was that see that whole sequence was weird to me because again, this comes back to why did you touch it? Why did you unwrap it? If mm-hmm. this is used as like, if this is used as like a curse or it's used as a marking or some type of offering, why are you touching it? Well, I'll give you three reasons. Stupid white people valid and so i couldn't tell what was in the bundle i was like it looks like a tongue but it also looks like there's fingers but also looks like there's teeth i googled it you got all of it okay that was all of it okay because i was like i just see like gooey uh bloody bits Mm -hmm. that's all i see i can't see anything in there about what the frig is in there. I was just like, there's definitely some, like, uh, you know, the special effects makeup stuff. Mm-hmm. You do. And I was like, that looks like something I'd see on Walking Dead, but I can't tell what it is. I could tell because I watch, I pay attention to that stuff and I watched on you. I know what teeth look like at this point. I, you. I was watching it on my iPad. Mm. It's grainy and small. I couldn't see shit. I was watching it on my TV. So. Yeah. I okay. have a good screen. So then I guess, I mean, maybe if mm. it's like a poltergeist, we'll just at this point, if we're assuming the spirit is the one doing it, it's poltergeist because that's the only one that can really do anything. Um, I guess the poltergeist cut off part of his tongue pulled out some teeth, cut off one of his fingers. And then wrapped it all up and brought it back to them. That just seems too, okay, saying that out loud. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds really like, yeah, Poltergeist did all this. No, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I don't know, team. I'm team Blair Witch possessed someone. I think definitely... Because Josh got targeted first, right? Well, Josh is the one that got the slime. Yeah, so maybe she did... Po- oh, <gasps> slime. Isn't that something that Dr. Patey said, that when you get possessed, you like can throw up slime? I don't remember that, but like... Like, ectoplasm is a thing. Um... Hold on. Let me Google this. No, um, I got some weird shit from Archive of Our Own, and I don't want to see that. Nope, we don't want to see that. But ectoplasm is a thing. So it's possible that maybe he got possessed and he threw up the slime and he didn't know because he's possessed. I can't spell ectoplasm anymore. Ectoplasm... Hold on. Okay. Slime in Blair Witch Project 
cleaning. See if I can get anything with that. Okay. Ooh, there's a blue slime theory. Oh. Ooh, okay. Blue slime theory. We've okay. Josh discovered that. Okay. It, it indicated that he'd been chosen by the Blair Witch. It on account of him kicking over one of her rock piles. Oh, it was Josh who kicked it over. Oh. Yeah, Josh kicked it over. I thought it was Mike. Whoops. I thought it was Mike this whole time. Um, okay. A couple of theories about the blue slime. And also, why is it blue, first of all? I didn't notice it was blue. I didn't know, but this, these articles say it's blue. Interesting. Okay, a couple of theories. First theory says, the blue slime is simply just a sign to show the Blair Witch is nearby or has been nearby. Um, but it says, if that's the case, why is, isn't the blue slime just fucking everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, like, true. Uh, so why was it on Josh's belongings specifically? So, oh, we've already been told the Blair Witch levitates and floats through midair. Those fishermen were saying that, right? Yes, they were, yeah. Yeah, which is a weird thing, right? Because one of the fishermen, like those two fishermen, one was like obviously skeptical and said like that's bullshit, and mm-hmm. then like the older guy was like, "I totally believe I saw it. I was there." Right? Yeah. And he was talking about how he'd seen like a like a blurry figure or something. Yes. He was saying he saw like some mist. Yeah, and he'd seen it like uh, over the water or something. Mm-hmm. So they were talking about how it levitated and floats through midair. So to get to Josh's belongings, she had to get be able to get close, pick it up, Josh's stuff, in order to scatter it around the tent. Oh, it was also scattered around the tent. So it wasn't just covered in blue slime. It was also um, scattered around the tent, his, his belongings. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... One of the theories is that the blue slime is an ectoplasmic substance. Mm-hmm. So it's a sticky gel-like substance that's part of supernatural beings. So that would be left basically because she was touching. Yeah. Touching their shit. That would make sense. That would also make sense if she wasn't the one... Um, piling the rocks and Mm -hmm. bundling the sticks and stuff like that if who she was possessing she was using them to make those things Mm -hmm. right because then they wouldn't be covered in slime right makes sense because none of the other stuff was covered in slime like none of the rock hills like the rock piles were covered in slime None of the, like, the stick figure doll things were covered in slime. Mm-hmm. Um, the, like, the bundle. The bundle they sent back with, like, Josh's teeth and stuff in it. That didn't have slime, right? No, it didn't have slime. The only thing that had slime was Josh's stuff. Yeah. Everything so, else was unslimed. Yeah. So if, if that's the only thing she touched that they saw, then that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Right? So, 
Okay, so if she's he's the first target of the witch, and then she uses him to murder his friends. Um, it would make sense. It would also imply that Rustin Purr was influenced by the witch himself as well, and when he killed the seven young boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, da, da, da. And then, like, Josh repeats the pattern and goes to the same house to kill his friends. But Blair Witch is still responsible because she's like puppeting. Yeah. Them. That would make sense. Yeah. Ooh. One more theory. Josh and Mike. Oh. Ooh, I like this theory. Like, I don't I haven't read it, but I just already <laughs> like this. I like, like it already. <laughs> I like <it> spicy. <laughs> Why is it tonight? Yeah. Just plot to get rid of Heather. <laughs> the final theory is attached to the theory that Josh is behind it. Mike could also be under the influence of the witch. Oh. I thought this was going to be like Josh and Mike team up to fuck with Heather and kill her. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Mike and Josh were secret lovers. Mike and Josh just decided that they wanted to go on the road and make their own documentary about how Heather's a bitch. And they wanted to, <laughs> they wanted to take over. <laughs> and really, no one's dead. They just wanted to make sure that Heather didn't, you know, get all the limelight. Imagine they wake up after, like, uh, Mike's in the corner and, like, Heather's on the ground and, like, Josh is dressed up as the as what they think the Blair Witch looks like, so he's covered in hair, basically. He's like a manticore. Yeah, and he's just over, and he's just lumbering towards her, and then, like, they shut the camera off, and he takes it off, and he's like, ah, ha, ha, so funny, we got you. Ah, ha, ha, it's a joke. They're like, that's for losing the map. That's for losing the map. Ah, ha, ha, this is for trying to take control. It's so funny. Ah, ha, ha. (laughs) Uh, And then she does more bad acting. Yeah, then she gets up and screams directly into their ear. <laughs> uh. Okay, so this one says, uh, so Mike being under the witch, under the witch's influence as well as Josh. Mm-hmm. And so Mike intentionally kicks the map into the river mm-hmm. because he's under the influence of the witch. Uh, he exclaims that they're already lost and it's not helping. That's his excuse for kicking the map in. Mm-hmm. No point in having the map around, but technically, under this theory, it would be because, you know, the witch is puppeting him. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike's emotions are also raised much higher than those of his two friends, leading some to believe that he was also being targeted by the witch in order to allow her to use him and Josh to kill all three of them. Mm-hmm. The theory is strengthened by the idea that Mike doesn't happen to lose the map. He purposefully gets rid of it. Even with his raised level of anger and emotion, it doesn't make sense that he destroys the map if his fear is based on not being able to leave the forest unless he is influenced by the same outside force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that, that didn't make sense. It was like, you're terrified of being stuck and you don't know how to get home and you're like, I'll just fucking destroy the map. You know, I did think that... You know, that makes sense. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, why would he just throw the map? Especially because he was freaking out. Because he was the one who was freaking out. Like, I gotta go to work. I gotta do 
Yeah, and he's like, we're never getting home. We're stuck here type of thing, right? Yeah. And he's freaking out that they're lost in the woods. And then he's like, I'll just fucking get rid of the map. And then when he tells them that he got rid of the map, he's like hysterically laughing. Mm -hmm. And it's like he's lost his damn mind. Yeah, he thinks it's the funniest thing ever that he threw the map. He's like, oh, so funny. I yeah. threw this map. Oh, I do jokes. Seems his like out of his mind, hysterical. Like, yeah, like it's the funniest thing he's ever heard. Mm-hmm. And that like giggly everything is like when you're like not okay. Mm-hmm. But you're also like stressed, but also really exhausted, and mm-hmm. everything is hilarious type that of laughter every day. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you agree. <laughs> <laughs> you are Mike, so don't throw the map. Yeah, no, I won't throw no map. So, yeah, because I did find it weird that he just threw it because he was freaking out, like, oh. I can't, my work, my girlfriend, my mom. And I was like, dude, stop being such a little bitch. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I threw the map. So funny. We already lost. And I'm like, bro, you were just losing your shit like yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, one good thing I'll say about Heather is Heather always had a plan. Mm-hmm. Even when she did not know what the fuck she was doing. She pretended and she faked it till she made it. Right. She was like, this is what we're doing. This is where we're going. I know what we're what I'm doing. No, no big deal. I got this. Yeah. When she didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Heather knew what she was. Heather could just fake it till she made it. And you know what? That's how I live my life is I just fake it till I make it. Yeah. Until, until the end. And when she was like, I'll make a goodbye video. I think that goodbye video has been like memed a few times. Hasn't it? Uh, probably yeah and then like even in the in the ending in the house right i think like heather still had that like even after making a goodbye video where she like seemed like she was convinced she was going to die Mm -hmm. and like they were all going to die she then like in the house when they're going there she was still trying to play it smart and be like, no, we need to stick together. Where are you going? Stop running away, right? Mm-hmm. And Mike was just like full, full on running into everything like an idiot, right? Mm-hmm. So I think if anything, for sure, she was the only one not influenced by the witch. Yes. But I, of the theories, I think for sure Josh was. Yeah. Like that would be my strongest theory that Josh was possessed by Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. And Mike potentially. If at no point like whether it was back by the time of the map or if it wasn't until he got to the basement. Mm-hmm. Because why would he stand in the corner like that? Yeah. Right? Like, something was influencing him to be stuck in that corner. Mm-hmm. Which, that has become such an iconic image. And it, I think it's lost a lot of the, like, scare power now. Because you've seen it in so many games. You've seen it memed. You've seen all this. 
So having seen it for the first time now in the movie, like it didn't have as much of like a, like a big scare to me anymore. Mm -hmm. So I wish I hadn't seen it before. Cause I, I would have liked to actually experience that for the first time and have had that. Cause I think that would have been a really cool moment. Cause that is so iconic. I haven't seen that before. You haven't? I hadn't seen that meme or anything with games. And, like, honestly, I was just kind of like, oh, he's standing in the corner. That's cool. Like I said, I didn't find this movie, like, I didn't like it. Because, to me, I I had, I think I went in with too high of expectations for it. I was expecting it to be, like, super scary and everything. Because I think based off everything that people had told me about it, they were like, oh yeah, it's gonna, it's like, oh, it's ahead of its time. It's so scary and stuff. And I was like, okay, this is gonna be like a scary thing. And and I was just like, these are just three, like, young adults messing around in the woods and then they get murdered by something. Mm -hmm. And it just was a no from me. Like, it's not very often I find a movie that I don't like, but when I do, and you know it's bad for me when I sit there and I'm like, oh, that's it? Because I've done that a few times, where I've just been like, oh, that's it? Uh, It seems like every movie we watch on the podcast, Rachel. (laughs) Except for Doctor Strange, you know. (laughs) And Deadpool. You like Deadpool. I like Deadpool, but, like, Dino Shark was the same way. Yeah, Dino Shark was upsetting. I mean, the Hallmark movie, I never like any Hallmark movies. Yeah, Hallmark movies. (laughs) Yeah. But it was just one of those things where I was like, oh, that's it. Cool. Yeah. I I wish it had more of an oomph for me. Mm -hmm. Because I I was very excited about it. Like, I love all the the behind-the-scenes stuff that I know about it. Mm -hmm. Right? It is, it's such an iconic movie because it, it started a whole subgenre of horror. Like, we wouldn't have any of the, the paranormal activity movies. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have found footage as a genre. Mm-hmm. Right? And the, the absolutely horrific way they marketed it to like basically manipulate everyone and gaslight everyone into thinking this was a real thing mm-hmm. first of all real a real legend like this the Blair Witch never existed there mm-hmm. is no Blair Witch there was no witch this person this Ellie what's her fucking name never fucking existed mm-hmm. this serial killer named fucking Parr whatever his name is never existed they used the actors' real names, yes, but they were playing characters in this mm-hmm. movie, even though they had their real names. Yeah. Right? So n- everything that happened in the movie, totally fake. Mm-hmm. Everything was fake. But they marketed it all as this was 100% real. Right? So totally unethical. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it was insanely successful and such a like wild project like Mm -hmm. from just like a psychological perspective like that's 
you know, very interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, I, I love those kind of facts. The ADHD brain in me is just like, ooh, must gather all facts. Yes. <laughs> gather them all. Store them for winter. Gotta catch them all. ADHD facts. <laughs> like, the biggest thing for me is, like, watching that movie and watching how how they how the actors performance from the beginning to the end because they also like in some like in some movies and mm -hmm. i guess in most movies that are shot they're they probably don't shoot their scenes in order right like they might shoot scenes from like the finale or middle of the movie let's say Mm -hmm. like their first scenes they're shooting depending on what locations they need to be in right mm -hmm. they don't shoot them like in chronological order depending on the narrative mm -hmm. this movie was like shot in chronological order it wasn't shot in like oh we're shooting a scene here cut go to the next scene it was like, oh no, we're gonna shoot it as if it's like fucking going on for real. Mm -hmm. And these three actors were just like left out alone in the woods for the majority of the time. They were given less and less food every time, every day. Like their their rations were um, made smaller and smaller every day. Mm -hmm. They were made to have less and less sleep every day they were out there. Mm -hmm. They were given a very short, like a very um how do I put this a very a very small script is very loose in the terms of what they were actually given to say so mm -hmm. the majority of the dialogue was just improv so like that shit Mike was going on about about having a cheeseburger in his back pocket that shit wasn't in the script <laughs> right like he was just hungry and tired and like giddy and out of his mind, just sitting in there cold and wet and in a tent, filming a goddamn movie and had no fucking lines mm -hmm. and was like, what the fuck am I going to talk about? I'm hungry and tired. Let's talk about how I wish I had a cheeseburger in my fucking pocket. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's bullshit. But that's that's how the stupid movie was made. Mm -hmm. And you can see their whole decline mentally from the beginning to the end. And that is what, so like, that's probably what I enjoyed watching in the mm -hmm. movie, not the actual scare. Cause I didn't really find it that scary at all. If anything, I, I didn't actually get any scare out of it until maybe the last five minutes. I found that like a little bit suspenseful mm -hmm. watching them decline. And they're like, whole mental breakdown basically and seeing that that was what was interesting mm -hmm. and like what's the what the directors and the producers and stuff said that was that they they were concerned i wish i had the quote there because there was there was a really good, oh, they said, this is what they said. Mm -hmm. They said in, in a, in a, uh, who was this? 
one of the, I think it was a producer said this. He said, what he said to the actors was, your safety is our primary concern, but your comfort is not. Yeah. So, yeah, they were making this, like, (laughs) fucked up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I think, definitely, I don't think that they would be able to do that now. No, it's totally unethical and not a not like a not meet workplace health and safety standards at all. No, just because if you think about it, those actors probably dealt with a lot of psychological issues after they finished filming. And like you can't willingly, this is part of the issue or like one of the main ethical things about if you want to do an experiment. Yep. A lot of the times if you want to do an experiment and specifically ones that involves looking at like a certain substance on how it goes with your brain, like if you want to look at the effects of like marijuana on a brain or alcohol or cocaine or something, you can't do it on humans. Mm-hmm. It's not ethical. You can't willingly put people through that. Yep. And like you said, it violates like occupational health and safety at this point. Like you can't willingly put people through that knowing that there's going to be risk coming out of it. Yeah. And all that stuff I said, I forgot to mention the fact that they had, like, on their loose script with the dialogue and stuff, they had scares planned, but they also had stuff that they didn't tell the actors they were going to do. So they had unplanned scares. So the crew and stuff that were, like I said, how they had GPSs. So they they had the crew back farther from them. So they would camp at night and stuff. And those, like, scripted scares and stuff of, like, the the children's voices and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They had that in the script. But then they would do random shit of, like, jumping out at people or, like, you know, smacking things around and stuff when the the actors didn't know what was going to happen to try to get honest reactions. Mm -hmm. So they were also scaring them when they didn't know what was going to happen to get their real reactions. Right. So imagine you're like stuck out in the woods and you're like, you're on this, you're on a trip. Like you're in this situation You're having, like, less food. You're on, like, low amount of food. You're on low amounts of sleep. You're really, like, in that stressed-out state. You you don't know when you're going to be scared all the time. Like, you're preparing to be scared at certain times. And then unexpected shit's happening all the time. Right? So they're scaring you randomly then. Right? The people that are supposed to be, like, giving you the good treatment and being like okay well no you know the the creepy voices thing that's happening at 2 a.m tonight that we're planning oh no actually we decided to start at 1 a.m and this is what we're doing right and there's a whole bunch of other shit and actually we're gonna have flashing lights and shit now right like Mm -hmm. so things weren't going as planned so the crew and everything and the director were, were like improvising shit without any any telling like any any way of informing the actors 
Mm-hmm. So that that's like full on psychological torment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I can imagine they did not handle that well. Mm-hmm. Though yeah. I didn't, I I have not seen anything like written like by them or about them about like not doing well after. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a different time. I don't think they, people are openly talking about that as much as they are now that they're speaking out about it years later. Yeah. I mean, it's only, it's only been like, 23 years? Uh, don't say those things. <laughs> we're older than that movie. We were six at the time it came out. Uh, we're old listeners, in case you haven't caught on. We're old and decrepit. Mm-hmm. Old and decrepit. Old and decrepit. Yeah, that's like that's a lot of the reason why I actually enjoyed watching it was to watch the like to, I was just saying, watch the psychological torment. Jesus wow, Christ. that's a lot of <laughs> No, I don't mean that like that. I mean just to like you could see the honest the honest decline Mm -hmm. in there you could see it outside of what they were actually filming and to know all of that is what was going on behind the scenes and having known that information like i knew that before watching the movie Mm -hmm. so i was watching for that and knowing that there was a lot of that improvising and stuff and I, I've seen that end scene, not like actually from that movie, but I've seen that um, person standing against the wall thing that's shown up in like a bunch of video games and um, some memes and stuff like that. I'm surprised you haven't seen it because um, Jacksepticeye has played a lot of video games that are based on the Blair Witch Project and, uh, or have a lot of that kind of scene in it. He's a big Blair Witch fan. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm surprised you haven't seen anything like it. So I'm kind of desensitized to it. But I was, like, really interested to watch that. I also really like that the fact that they actually don't show anything on screen. Mm -hmm. Right? It's all psychological stuff. It's all off-screen scare. Right? It's all like about, did you hear that? Did you see that shaky camera movement? There's no, like the Blair Witch is never shown on screen. So like the monster, you never see the monster type of thing, right? You never see what's what's scaring them in the woods. Maybe the monster is them. <laughs> the monster is the friends we made along the way. Dun, dun, dun. But like that kind of stuff the psychological aspect i like i like that stuff mm-hmm. so we will have to agree to disagree yes i don't think 
the Blair Witch Project stands up to this day as a very scary movie, mm -hmm. right? I wasn't scared. I think having, you know, 20 odd years of movies since have definitely desensitized me to um, movies that are much scarier. Yes. I do appreciate the actual movie, mm -hmm. right? I did, I'm glad I watched it. So now that I have that like in my roster that I've seen it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's like, I watched uh, Friday the 13th the other night. Oh yeah? And now we have just, <laughs> It was so cheesy, and I just, oh, like, can't help it with our commentary, but we heard them singing, like, uh, it was almost like a Christian camp song <laughs> at the beginning. So now we were running the whole joke of the movie and theme that we have now made into a group chat is um, they were at Jesus camp, <laughs> <laughs> and um, they can't have sex at Jesus camp. <laughs> No, you can't have sex at Jesus camp or Jason come and kill you. Yep. So. No one comes at Jesus camp. No one comes except Jason. <laughs> <laughs> no one comes except the machete. Yeah. So that was the, so now we have survived Jesus camp as a group chat. <laughs> and we also have decided we're going to get shirts say that Mark's safe from penis at Jesus camp. <laughs> When you get that, please send me a picture of it. I will. I need it. <laughs> I will send it to you. Yeah. Uh, that was our movies for spooky season. Let us know if you've watched The Blair Witch. Let us know if you like it, if you don't like it. Um, if Let you... us know if you think it holds up. Yeah, that would be interesting to see if it holds up. Mm. Let us know if you think the the sequel, because there's a sequel in 2016, mm -hmm. and I haven't seen it. Um, it the internet says that it was a flop in terms of like the actual like accredited type of review people, mm -hmm. right? But I wonder if you know regular people like it. Mm -hmm. Because I don't care what the stuffy-nosed people care about. No, me neither. And I know there's also, there was a game based off it that I know Mark played. Yeah, Jack played it too. And the game was good. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if the sequel, if the sequel might be better because it might be more updated. Mm. Right? And maybe that's what's really holding us back from the scare. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Well, our next episode, Rachel, do you want to talk about our next episode coming? Our next episode is we are going to be discussing Jesus camp <laughs> <laughs> and how we're going to pray and worship the Lord and learn how to be wholesome. No, that's not what our episode's about. Our episode is going to be about cursed movie sets. Yes. 
and we're going to talk about some of the things that happened. Specifically, we're going to talk about the ones where things actually happened on the movie sets while filming. We're not going to really touch on the after because it's more interesting when things happen actually on the set. Yeah, like who cares if you if you like burned to death after you came off the movie set? We want to know if you burned to death on the set. Exactly. We want to know if maybe you like lost a finger while you were filming the movie set. I don't yeah, care if you lost a finger after. That'd be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to talk about movies like The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. For one. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what other movies we've got on that list, but The Exorcist has some crazy shit happen. I know that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So stick around for that for uh, two weeks from now mm-hmm. and uh, besides that buy my book yep buy my book and get spooked even Rachel likes it and she's picky as shit not that picky <laughs> okay. you're very picky um, but yeah so also just kind of letting you know even though I know it's like way far in advance, but we just want to give you a little bit of a heads up. We are only going to be doing two episodes in December. And then we're going to be taking Christmas off. Mm-hmm. Because. Because we put the Christ in Christmas. Because <laughs> we're going to Jesus camp. We go to Christmas Jesus camp. <laughs> But no, we're going to take two the last two weeks of December off because, you know, life has been a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Podcasting is a lot of work. Yeah. And we're going to so come back. books and working and, and doing your masters and just trying to survive in general. It's a lot. So we kind of want to give ourselves a break. Sometimes showering is hard. Showering is hard. Washing my hair is hard, man. I have washed my hair today because it was wash hair day, and it was a struggle, man. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta wash my hair too. It's, yeah. You know? Do you know how many hairs are on on the human head? A fucking I, lot. Okay, and you gotta wash every one of them. I know it's annoying, but yeah. So that's kind of our plan, and then we will be back in twenty twenty three. Yeah, with more episodes. Mm-hmm. Some of them spooky. Some of them not spooky. Yeah, we're also thinking about, we're probably going to make some other changes that you will see. We're going to make some changes for Jesus. Because <laughs> Jesus wants a new logo. He does. So, yeah. Jesus has come down and said he wants a new logo. Yeah. He may not have been Jesus. He may just have been a, name, a man named Jesus. That's possible. If I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Anyways, I was a little drunk. You were drunk and you didn't tell me? What? No, I didn't say that. I'm offended. No, but uh, you can find us on all social media platforms. Tell them that stuff, Rachel. We are (laughs) Inconsistent Podcast 1 on Instagram, Inconsistently Consistent on Facebook. Uh, You can email us, inconsistentpodcast1 at gmail.com. Go buy Melanie's book. MelanieFlynnBooks.com. 
that has been linked in our episode descriptions as well as our Instagram and Facebook. Because Rachel loves me, this I know. Rachel loves me, she told me so. Yeah. That's the song. (laughs) I know. Real words. I know. Um, Like, rate, review, five stars where you can complain. You can maybe let us know if you went to Jesus camp. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's about it. My thought process is devolving and the longer this goes on. So, bye. (laughs) Bye.